This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. This is part two to my topic of pet abuse. Last week uh, was part one. Last time on the Pet Sounds, I covered the two most common forms of animal abuse that I've come across during my career. But there are several forms I want to reveal so my listeners can be on the lookout. To reiterate from last Pet Sounds, animal abuse is intricately connected to child and other forms of domestic abuse. When you see pet abuse, one must look beyond just the pets in the household. I want to go over forms of abuse other than passive and active neglect abuse. One is hoarding, which is a form of abuse. Recently, psychologists have hypothesized that hoarding may be a form of obsessive-compulsive disorder and hence should be treated as such, but it's still abuse. Occasionally, a hoarding case gets in the news and we are all appalled when we see the horrific conditions these animals must endure. Some hoarders are what you call rescuers. They have a network of sources that supply the animals often in the guise of helping them. Another kind of hoarder are the exploiters. They collect animals to satisfy control issues, to feel superior. The third type of hoarder is the caregiver. These people collect animals with no sense of numbers, and they allow breeding to go unchecked and eventually become overwhelmed. Sometimes this kind of hoarding sneaks up on the hoarder. This type of hoarder can sometimes be helped with intervention by depopulation and education. The hoarders I've dealt with had severe psychological issues. Unfortunately, one cannot simply go into the home and save the poor critters. It takes many legal and procedural steps to save the pets and help the person. Intentional abuse and torture is real and occurs more than you think. These people have deep-seated emotional issues. They often abuse people as well. Revenge is often a motive. The torture often targets a pet that means something to a person they want to get back at. It is not uncommon for an abuser to have been abused him or herself or watch someone in the household torture animals when they are young. When I was very young, my older brother had a friend that used to torture fish and frogs, and I later heard he became a veterinarian. Go figure. Organized abuse is usually seen in the underworld of gambling and criminals in the form of dogfighting and cockfighting. Despite laws prohibiting dogfighting, it's still ever-present. Money plays a big role. But human pride and bragging rights amongst fellow thieves no doubt motivates people in this kind of abuse. My personal experience with dogfighting was when I practiced in West Hartford, Connecticut. I used to see pit bulls come in shredded from head to tail. Of course, the owners didn't know what happened. They were the most wonderful dogs to deal with, very friendly and tolerated pain without a flinch. I could stitch them up with them simply standing on the exam table. As drugs entered our society, these same dogs were trained to be aggressive towards people to guard the dealer's stash. A wonderful breed ruined. Ritual abuse involves animal sacrifices or mutilations of any kind of animal, usually done by certain religious or quasi-religious or spiritual groups. Severe penalties can be leveled if these rituals can cause severe pain and suffering or the animal is not owned by the person or the animal was wildlife. I've come across several ritualistic-looking animal carcasses in the woods. One was a skinned porcupine stretched out in an odd position. If you come across what looks to be a ritual, you may be fooled. One afternoon, my friend on the police department asked me to come to a field behind a store to identify an animal. Upon arrival, I saw a skull on a stake. He wanted to make sure it wasn't a ritual incident. It looked like a deer head, and after some searching, we found entrails nearby. 
So the hunter was just messing around, illegally, I might add. Another time in down East Maine while exploring in the woods, I came upon cleared patches of circles of seaweed. My first thought was some kind of ritual, but when I looked closely inside the circle, I saw nice, healthy pot plants. I stumbled on an illegal pot farm, not a new religion. Most of the time, rituals are done in secret so they don't get caught. The many faces of animal abuse are all around us, and we all must be aware of and take action against such behavior, no matter what the cause, because our pets cannot speak or defend for themselves. This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.